Yes, there we are. Welcome everyone to our 13th webinar already and we are talking about the US market today. Today, uh, it is Wednesday. Uh, normally we do these uh, webinars on Thursday, but tomorrow is, uh, is a holiday in most European countries, uh, Ascension Day. So we thought we move it to Wednesday. But then we figured out that we would uh, collide with uh, the IYBA uh, webinars. And uh, I didn't want to have any fight with, uh, with Paul Flannery from IYBA. So um, that's why I uh, asked uh, Paul, you know, what's happening? How do we do that? And he said, sure, well, you uh, together. And um, so, uh, and that is, you know, how associations work. You know, if you want to solve a problem, you do, the, you do things together. Correct, Paul? Absolutely. So that's why we here together. And I'm very happy to be here uh, also with IYBA uh, involved. We talk about the uh, US market. US market is, I think, slightly different than European market. Of course, there are much more similarities than, uh, than differences. But especially in a situation where we are today with uh, COVID-19, you see that clients' behavior can, can be different. And that is quite important for, for our market. Um, today, I'd like to introduce to you uh, an all-American and an all-star uh, panel that we have here today. Um, I'm very proud to introduce uh, Daryl Wakefield, Wakefield from, uh, um, from Westport, one of the most important uh, superyacht builders in, in the US, if not the most important. Very happy to have you here. I know it's, it's very early for you, but I'm happy uh, you can join us today. Also, happy to introduce to you Chuck Cashman from uh, Marine Max. Uh, Marine Max is one of the largest uh, yacht sales organizations in, uh, in, in the US, not only involved in uh, big boats, but also in smaller boats, and of course, also owner of uh, Fraser Yachts. I think we will see some very interesting insights from, um, from Chuck. Then we can't have a proper American uh, panel without uh, a lawyer. So I asked uh, Michael Moore to join us. We already spoke with several marine lawyers, but we never spoke with Michael Moore. So that's what we do today. So thank you very much for joining us today. And then last but certainly not least, we have Tom Conboy from uh, Hazen, uh, North America. Uh, but also, of course, involved with ocean independence. So involved with uh, selling new constructions with Hazen or Hezen. I'm Dutch, so I, I can't help to call it Hazen. And um, but also not only new builds, also has quite good inside knowledge on the on the, on the brokerage market. So very happy to have this uh, this great team uh, uh, with us today. Paul, can you tell us a little bit about um, the American uh, market? What is happening there today? Thanks, Hein. Uh, I'm happy to talk about the American market. First, I want to say thank you to you, um, most especially you and, and Moraine, for showing such leadership in bringing these webinars to the industry and to the community. And uh, I'll shamelessly admit that uh, IYBA thought that that was a great idea, picked a different day of the week and, and decided to approach our members as well. But I think it's really important that uh, we deliver as much relevant information and guidance to the industry as possible. Everybody 
everybody's dealing with challenges right now. You know, you're, you're very well titled in this event with threats and opportunities. Um, I, I'm very fortunate. Uh, first of all, I'm very honored to be included with this group of uh, panelists. Uh, I want to go on record that Michael Moore is representing IYBA in this, just in case there's any contention. I got that guy on my side. But uh, the, uh, the, one of the benefits that we have here at IYBA is we get to speak to a broad reach of the industry. So we'll talk to everyone from uh, yacht painters to super yacht brokers to uh, attorneys, finance companies, insurance companies, um, you know, documentation specialists. We get a, a very broad view of what's going on in the industry. And with regard to the threats, as you titled this, uh, this webinar, they're varied. Uh, and there, there are many of them. We did an event uh, last week on cybersecurity and cyber threats because there's been a big spike in that. Uh, although our industry is not immune to that in regular times, in this time, every industry has had greater threat with, with cyber challenges. So that's been a big problem. Um, one of the big problems that I've seen is people that weren't prepared with some reserves for a downturn. You know, during, during good times, um, it's very easy to, to, to live to your standard or live to your income level. And it's, uh, it's hard to be careful and put away for a rainy day. And there are several people that have been caught a little short in that regard. Now, the United States government has done everything that they could, and they're talking about doing even more to support industry across the board. Uh, and we're not exempt from that, of course. To, to keep people in their homes, keep people in business and keep people going. Um, but I, I think one of the things that you're gonna see, uh, call it a threat or call it an opportunity, is that I think you're gonna see some consolidation as a result of this, Hein. I think you're gonna see some of the independent guys um, falling in league with other more resourceful companies. Um, I think one of the other things that you're gonna see is that as I've noticed, a lot of really smart people in our industry have taken this time where they don't have the distractions of other forms of entertainment. I mean, we can't go to a restaurant, we can't go to the beach, can't go to a movie theater, can't go to the symphony. They're, they're, you're pretty well set down to an older style of life than we're accustomed to. And people are taking advantage of those opportunities to clean up their database, to uh, increase their market share, to work smarter and work more efficiently. So I think some of those are the opportunities that we're seeing across the board. And I'm proud to see a lot of uh, the members of IYBA and a lot of other people in the industry taking advantage of those opportunities. I'm really anxious to hear uh, the, the perspectives from our leaders here in the group. Uh, we've got a very varied group that uh, has a wide, wide range of experience. And I'm gonna leave it to you. Hi. Okay, thank you, Paul. Um, if, if any of the people in the audience has any, any questions, uh, please put them in the chat. Um, I will not look so closely at the chat, but Paul will, and he will pick out the questions for, for our uh, members of the panel. Um, let me start with, with Daryl. Um, um, you're, you're at the shipyard. Um, what, what's happening with, with the shipyard? I, I understand it is, it's closed down. Is that correct, Daryl? Yes, that is correct. We were, uh, we were mandated to shut down uh, a couple of months ago now. Uh, so it's been, it's been pretty quiet around here. We've uh, taken a little time to uh, focus on some of the equipment that we have that 
wouldn't hurt to get a little maintenance. And so we've made the most of a difficult situation. It's more difficult for all the employees than for us, of course, but uh, it, it's still a very unfortunate situation. Yeah. So, so the production uh, it came to a standstill. Um, is that also for sales? Well, we, we, we closed everything when the mandate came out. Turns out the sales office, the guys were still working from home and, you know, working, working their clients and, and what have you. And we've had some pretty good success through that period, surprisingly. And, and I mean that in a good way. I feel very fortunate. We were able to, uh, to put the deal together on our 50 meter that we were building. Um, we had a couple of the 38 meters, the, the newer model that uh, were finished up, they were in the water, and during this period we were able to get them on a ship and get them down to Florida and get them delivered. So I uh, feel pretty good about where we sit at the moment. Now we've got boats in build, they're paused right now waiting for the, waiting for the opportunity to open back up and we're working on plans for, um, for maintaining social distancing and, and ingress, egress, um, you know, the, the ability to get people around the boat without, you know, violating that. And uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting things that we used to do in an hour. I think we're going to take half a day, but um, that's just what we have to adjust to. Okay. And <clears throat> when do you expect to, to, to go back to, uh, to operation? Well, we the the mandate from our governor uh, to to shut everything down. He's he's not going to flip the switch as he put it. He's going to turn the dial and he'll turn it up and see how it goes. And he may turn it back down or he may turn it up further. So it's just kind of a wait and see. But it, about the first of June is what is, they're projecting right now, and it's not guaranteed. But that's what they're saying. Okay. Well, that, that, that's around the corner. So hopefully that's happening. Chuck, your, your um, Marine Max, you're dealing with a huge range of, of, of boats and yachts from, from quite small to, to big. And of course, also involved with uh, Fraser yachts, uh, everything up to the very, very large yachts. Is, is there, what's happening in the US market? Is there any kind of segmentation where you see, well, there are certain parts of the market are doing better than others? What, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, I, I sure will. Good morning, Hein, and good morning, everybody. Thanks for attending. The, you know, so Marine Max, we deal from, from the very basic entry level boats and then upwards to the largest boats in the world with Fraser. So we'll kind of just talk about segments and I'll, and I'll grab them in big segments. So we'll take a, a large segment, which would be under a million dollars. It's a lot of boats in the U.S. One thing, you know, and if you want to stay to the topic, you know, opportunities and threats, what, one of the opportunities that we're seeing is uh, all, of the, all of the other places that customers could take their money have kind of been eliminated. And all of the distractions, right? We... We always feel like time is what we battle, right? It's, it's getting customers time. It's not their money. I've had many customers say, look, I've got a lot more money than I have time. When you eliminate all these distractions, boating really becomes the absolute best 
sanctuary for families and friends. So our sales in under a million dollars have been uh, unbelievable. I mean, really, really strong. Can't really talk about numbers because we're a public company, but I, I would tell you that, that that activity has been far better than expected with no signs of slowing down. And all the customers are saying is, I want to get on the water. So we've seen through multiple crises, and I think this would be my fourth in the industry, people's passion for boating, yachting, never goes away. Um, money goes away, other things go away, but that water gene, that passion to be out on the water never goes away. And we're seeing it in that million dollars and under. And then you go to, you know, a million to call it 4 million, which is a smaller segment, but a very important segment in my world that had, uh, that had a slow start to it. The, uh, you know, the, the country gets locked down. There's certainly there's financial uncertainty. All of that plays into it. However, in the last 21 days or so, and we, we're tracking trends. We never really track really short-term trends because they're so volatile, but we're, we're tracking them now in three, seven, 14, 30-day increments on, on deals that we're writing, and we're seeing unprecedented volume now in that segment. So again, it speaks to, I, I think that customer is a more mature customer, probably financially more in tune with everything else. They probably have more stake in the game that, uh, hey, if business really does turn into a recession, they're more impacted than maybe a customer under a million dollars. They're starting to come out. From, from day one of the, uh, from the pandemic, the five to call it 15 million segment was actually very good. It never, never, that never showed signs of slowing down with us. We had deals that uh, were started before the pandemic that closed within it deals that started within the pandemic that have closed within it. And, and we have boats. People have an appetite to get away with their family and get out on the water. So that plays very, very well. And that, that, that really is up to about a, call it 114 feet. And then now when you talk Fraser, which is really the, the group that's here on the call, I think our biggest challenge isn't the, the customer's passion for boating. I don't believe it's money. I think it's logistics. If, if you, have a, you have a boat in one country, a buyer in another country, a surveyor in a third country, how do you get all these people together where borders are closed, right? It's a, uh, of all of the things that we've dealt with um, as an industry through the years, what I'm telling, I've never not been able to travel. You, you get from point A to point B. We have a, uh, we have a very big deal that uh, we're, we're kind of log jammed right now because we can't get the buyer's preferred surveyor to the boat. So we're trying to do a third party surveyor in the country of the sale, FaceTime video to the surveyor that's in another country with a buyer that's in yet another country. And that, you know, when you talk about challenges, that's, that's a challenge that until the borders open up. And then secondarily, once the borders open up, once customers get comfortable traveling, I think you'll see that segment. Uh, I think you'll see that segment experience the same thing we're seeing right now in under a million. It will be brisk, but we've got to get through that. And that's a, that's a big one. Uh, the interest is very, very good. And I hear that from under other industry partners. I don't think it's a Marine Max thing by any stretch. I think everybody's benefiting. I've always said all boats rise with the tide. There is tremendous interest out there. It is the, it is the one place I believe that you can go in the world today, feel somewhat safe, and just have an amazing time. And that's on your boat, regardless of the size.
Um, so long, long answer, but that's, that's kind of what you're seeing in our segment, which is a, which is a broad based view of the industry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think that that's quite interesting to see that there's, because the smaller boats, of course, that's more a, a local market, I guess. People don't have to travel. They, they buy the boats, you know, in, in 45 minutes drive from their house. That's exactly right. Or they can look at a sister ship that we have in stock and they'll agree that, yeah, the boat's fine. We demo them on that boat. We'll bring the sister ship in from the location that it's at. And that burdens on me. You can't, big boats don't move quite so well. Okay. And, and if you're talking about this, is, are we talking about Florida or, or are, is, is that similar to other, because you, you have offices? No, our footprint, no, we, we, we have 60, approximately 63 stores in 21 states. And no, we're moving boats all over the country. Now, what we're dealing with is every state, kind of like Daryl says, right? Every state is mandating the switch or the dial a little bit differently. And we're subject to all of those, uh, you know, all of those regulations. We're not going to put our team at risk. We've been very good, very thankful that our team is healthy and remains healthy. I'm, uh, I'm thankful and impressed for what they've been able to accomplish working remotely. It's just, it's unbelievable. The, the, the human spirit of this industry is, is really something that's uh, pretty special. Good. Thanks, Chuck. Michael, um, you're, you're involved, of course, in, in, in sales deals, but all kinds of other aspects of, of, of yachting. Um, what are the concerns of your, of your clients? Thank you for that. Um, I think that uh, you're right. We're sort of, uh, we're in that sort of rarefied and blessed uh, space of 37, the 37% of professionals that can, you know, operate remotely. So we do feel uh, blessed in that regard. Um, um, and we do reflect, I think, what the industry uh, is experiencing in both good ways and bad ways. Uh, we are seeing um, a, a something of a slowdown, uh, but we but at the same time some very good deals are happening. Uh, we have a client, we have a uh, an owner a purchaser buying a very nice new uh, Riva, uh, 90, 90 foot plus. Uh, we have our sort of book of uh, deals that are private deals of, of used boats. Uh, we have our um, standard yard situations where people are trying to get their boats out of the yards. The yards, if they started working on a boat, they can continue working. So um, in that regard, um, it's provided work for the yards as well as for the, um, the owners who wanted to get their boats serviced and out of the yards. So, uh, but, it, but it's a spectrum. It's, it's everything that you would imagine the industry experiences. Um, I think the one sector that is probably most troubling is the new construction sector. Um, the, the yards uh, that are involved in new construction, I think have been somehow targeted uh, more so than, than almost any other sector that I see. All of the marinas and other uh, maritime operations in South Florida, for example, are pretty much back up to speed. Our, our larger clients, some of the larger marinas in uh, South Florida are back in, back in action. Um, so, um, what we're experiencing is a sort of an across the board, uh, reorganization, uh, trying to deal with this new reality. Uh, but, uh, 
it's a very creative exercise. And I, I, frankly, as, as far as the law firm is concerned, we've been more or less flat. In other words, nothing going up or nothing going down, but just uh, straight across a line that reflects the way it was before the pandemic and the way it continues now. Do you agree with, uh, with Chuck, Chuck that, that the whole logistics is, is one of the, the major bottlenecks for, for, for the last both market? A absolutely. I think that uh, I think Chuck nailed it in that regard uh, because you start to appreciate more than ever the things you took for granted um, and getting the, the people that serve that, that, that are part, for example, of the cr closing process or relate to the chartering process. If there's one piece in that link that doesn't work, uh, then the entire deal is in jeopardy and getting surveyors to the vessels. Um, I think uh, I think in a conversation I had with Chuck earlier, I don't know if you mentioned it today, but he has a vessel in Australia. We, we have a vessel in Australia, same deal, a very large, very nice yacht. Um, and um, what's holding it up is just the logistics of getting the right surveyors to that boat. Um, so it's a, it's a complete reflection of what everyone has uh, uh, mentioned in terms of if you, if you have one uh, charter uh, 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 guest who you know is nervous and you have and I, this is a, a case we have with there are 15 guests on board and the lady that's uh, you know the madame who is hosting the charter with with seven couples uh, you know if you just have one or two couples in that group that are nervous and then it sort of ruins the whole experience uh, and even though you're not really entering any countries, you're just simply traveling through uh, one or two airports. Um, so, yeah, we're experiencing the same. It's getting the buyers and sellers together, the charterers with the owners, the vessels with the surveyors. That's that. It's a logistical challenge. I, I guess it's time to buy a private jet, uh, Michael. I think you're going to see. I've actually had that conversation. We do uh, uh, we do a bit of aviation work, and the aviation work is. The destination, uh, you know, is the yacht, and the tool that gets you there is the aircraft. And so, I think that um, I'm, I've never had anyone in all these years, uh, you know, drink cocktails on a private jet except when they're in the air. They don't sit on the back and have sundowners. They, the destination is the yacht. So, uh, I think the tools of the private aircraft industry. We've had, we do have a lawsuit, for example, where um, a very good client chartered a very nice, uh, and they say leased in the aviation world uh, and he showed up with equipment in the in the cabin of his wonderful aircraft that he spent quite a bit of money for but somehow the the uh, the operators i think have lost their they, the pandemic has affected their brains because they they had the cabin filled with material that let's call it that um, and it really really has caused a a reaction on the part of our client who's not a happy guy at this point and, and speaking of which, you know, if I'm to may add, uh, you know, Westport uh, has always been our sort of least favorite builder because they never get in trouble. They never get sued. They never have disgruntled clients. And so for a lawyer, it's like, you know, not a good thing. Uh, but uh, once again, Daryl is uh, being, you know, straightforward about their situation. But, you know, with Daryl, it's like the, like the Maytag uh, repairman, you know, you never get called. So. <laughs> Well, that's that's maybe a very nice moment to uh, move then to uh, to Tom. You know, <laughs> trouble is here too. <laughs> well, Tom, uh, follow Tom. Tom, tell us, uh, you're uh, 
hasten or hasten uh, North America? What's happening with, with the new built uh, market uh, from your perspective? Well, we were fortunate with the Dutch government where we manufacture in the uh, management of Heeson that we've stayed open. We've actually gone to two shifts to have less people, you know, or, or the distancing. If anything, we've probably gotten a little bit more efficient. We launched uh, last week, we launched a 55 meter uh, for an American client that's a little bit ahead of schedule that delivers in August, which is Project Castor. And uh, we're starting C trials, or we did C trials on uh, on the uh, Electra, which is a hybrid boat, uh, just completed, and that's getting ready to deliver. And we're starting C trials on a spec boat, uh, Project Triton, which is the sister ship to Omaha. So the, from the build standpoint, we're going well. Our problem is, is getting people to the yard. We're looking at a special uh, permission from the Dutch government. A lot of our business is coming out of North America and Mexico. So uh, we're looking at special permission to get them in. The problem is not getting them in really because they come in privately into Eindhoven. Uh, it's coming back to their place of origin and what those restrictions are. So we're, we're optimistic. It's opening up uh, more and more and more. You know, we're based in Florida. Uh, Florida is now completely open, you know, as of uh, Broward, Dade, uh, Broward and Dade County, which is Fort Lauderdale, Miami, is now opened as of Monday. Um, a lot, a lot of boats, uh, you know, over 100 feet in all of the boat yards are full. The marinas are full. Um, people are anxious to go boating. We have a lot of owners that are, you know, we give a daily update of the opening of the Bahamas, the Caribbean, and where they can. We've had owners come in and just leave on their boat and do a cruise to nowhere just to use it. Tom, do you, do you expect that, that uh, there's a lot of boats and uh, big yachts didn't go to Europe, they, they stayed in the uh, in US or in the Caribbean. Do you expect that there will be more, char relatively then, more charter happening in the uh, in US in Bahamas this year? It seems the charter thing has been interesting because we manage quite a few charter boats that operate in the Bahamas and the Caribbean and uh, we've been in all over the world, but regionally we've had been successful in rebooking everything, uh, not just total cancellations. Uh, the charter people in the office, this is under the ocean banner, have stayed relatively busy with inquiries. And, uh, you know, obviously when the Bahamas opens, it's now saying for sure uh, middle to latter part of June, uh, that's going to be a big, a big, uh, I think you're going to see a mass exit out of Florida for people. Um, you know, I think the East Coast of the United States is going to be pretty busy this year. There's a lot more okay. boats that, yes, didn't go to Europe. They're going to go to New England. They're going to go to the Bahamas. They're going to go to the Caribbean. So, um, you know, the boat yards are, you know, are, are full. There's not as much work going on. But that, once it starts opening, that's going to probably improve. You know, careful. I, I have a question for you there. Um, because if, if more boats would be active in, uh, in, uh, on, on the East Coast, we still get stuck with all those regulations, you know, it's not easy to charter a boat there. Um, and, and since IYBA is very good in lobbying, much more <laughs> better, I would say, than, than some of the other uh, associations in our industry. Um, can you do something about that, please? I'd be happy to, and, and Tom brings a great point there. Um, yeah, I'm, very, I'm very fortunate. I've got a, a beautiful view of the ocean here in Fort Lauderdale, and on any given day, I look out the window and there are tens of boats just in my field of view. 
the activity here has been unbelievable. Small boats, large boats, all the way across the gamut. So one of the things that uh, IYBA in concert with a couple of the other associations recognized uh, about a month ago was that many of these boats aren't going to have the ability to go to Europe this summer. And that's a very important part of their business model. So the, the, the challenge that we face is regulations here in the United States, most specifically a foreign flag, non-duty paid vessels not being available for charter to U.S. residents while in U.S. waters. So what we've done is we've uh, joined arms with uh, Marine Industries Association of South Florida, um, U.S. Super Yacht Society, um, and we have a, a lobbyist who's working on legislation right now um, to put some temporary uh, measures in place to alleviate some of those restrictions. And it's not about, you know, one of the things that we find in our lobbying efforts all the time, Hein, is that if the newspaper gets a hold of it, they want to say, oh, tax break for the rich. It's really not that. It's about creating jobs. It's about having these income generators come into local communities and infuse uh, revenue into those communities. Now, yes, we're going to experience a little bit different model, as, as Chuck was saying, that people are using the boat as their haven but still a boat's gonna come into Charleston or Annapolis or, uh, or New York or Newport or Camden, Maine, and they're gonna need fuel and they're gonna need provisions. And that's a benefit to those communities. So we're working on that. You know, there are a lot of stimulus bills running through Congress right now, and it's always difficult to get legislation passed, but we're working hard to try to make those things happen to remove barriers to commerce for our industry. Okay. Well, I think that that's interesting. Uh, sorry, Tom. Uh, let, let, let's go back uh, back to you. Um, I just put a poll out for uh, to ask um, uh, our audience. You know, what do you think about the U.S. market in comparison to the European market? Um, will the U.S. market recover faster or not? And I will just now share the results. Um, can you see that, Tom? Yeah, wow. But you, you, have, you have a little bit, uh, you know, you're, you're on, on two sides you're, with your uh, uh, association. How do you see that? Is there a difference? Well, I think it shows that there's the optimism is, is, is better, that's for sure. I don't know how many, what the mix of uh, Europeans or, you know, outside of the U.S., you know, U.S. citizens are on this thing, but, you know, it really, it really is dependent on how fast places open up. You know, I mean, the Croatia, for example, opened up yesterday. If things open up, boats are going to go there. Now, the only downside is that obviously there's decisions being made right now whether to go to Europe or not. So if you're not going to Europe, you know, that's going to be, uh, you know, so I think there will be a lot less charter just from the boats that didn't make, make the, the, uh, the trip across. I, I think it's going to be a, um, I think it's going to be a, um, a pretty good year, maybe the, back, the, you know, the tail end of the year. Uh, in charter. I mean, brokerage, no matter it, from our perspective or my perspective is off probably 60, 70%, you know, again, uh, Chuck mentioned, you can't get people to the boat, you know, they, or they don't want to come to the boat, you know, so um, charter, I think is, is going to be, uh, is, is going to come back faster. Sales is, um, you know, as soon as more restrictions open uh, or less restrictions will open up. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're very optimistic. We're going full bore in our office. We're opening June 1. We've been in and out of it. Um, so Florida is definitely uh, 
more progressive as far as the opening of it, opening, and we've had a lot less cases. Okay. Um, I, I also have the question now from, uh, I saw that just in, in the chat, where, where's the audience coming from today? Well, I, I, I can't see that uh, uh, at this moment, but in general, um, we, we have around 25 to, to 30% of our audiences from the US. And well, we have an audience from, I think 39 different countries. So it's from really all over the world. But of course, uh, the majority I would say is, is European. And what we see is uh, yeah, 83% of the, the people agree that the US market will recover faster than uh, the European market. Um, and, and the difference there is uh, what you say, Tom, it's, I, I believe it's the optimism itself, uh, which I always see in, in US is, is bigger than in Europe, uh, which, which is not the only factor, but of course an important factor for, for a market to, uh, to come back. Uh, any, any ideas about that, uh, Michael, about the difference between the European market and, and the American market? Well, um... You know, when we, we have orders, um, the only, uh, you know, or when we have clients who engage us for whatever reason, um, um, usually, hopefully, and we like to, we love the happy, you know, situation where a client is buying a beautiful yacht and whether it's new or used, it's, a, it's always, a, to me, it's a wonderful thing. And, uh, and um, the... Um, the and we do we do have an opinion uh, sometimes of you know I, uh, speaking earlier about the jokingly about the Westports they've done a lot of Westports but really they build such great boats they really they really do and so it's always a very happy thing from time to time we have uh, but we don't think we don't but when we look at the yacht we don't think of geographical origin we don't think of the country of origin except with respect to its operational restrictions. Uh, the United States still has these uh, rules and regs that uh, are protectionist legislation that I know the IYBA under Paul's leadership is doing everything they can do to get rid of these barriers um, having to do with uh, maybe having to do with, uh, uh, you know, use of the, the permissible uses of the vessel in U.S. waters and that, uh, when it's not even addressed by the payment of uh, customs duty, uh, coastwise trade restrictions, the kind of things that inhibit the acquisition of a foreign built vessel. Now that may be, of course, uh, the polar opposite for the uh, US builders. I mean, they may have the other view, but I can tell you the US builders that are, that are doing well are competing um, um, foot by foot, uh, item by item with uh, the European builders and from our point of view. But I, but I think that uh, to your point, um, uh, I couldn't tell you um, the percentage of, because you have U.S. buyers, um, it just seems to me the world is flat. The buyers that come to us from all over the world, uh, and they're buying yachts that are built all over the world, um, and frankly, it's, uh, it's an issue of uh, price points and quality, and then, then ultimately permissible uses. What do they want to do with the vessel? Is the vessel they're acquiring, does it really suit what they have in mind for their uses? All these things have to be matched up. So I don't know if that answers your question, Hine, but uh, for us, it's just a, um, uh, the, the, I will say this, the, the initial focus is on the yacht. You have, to, you have to look at the yacht itself. Where was it built? What are its capabilities? What are the limitations? What are the, uh, 
Uh, how do the rules change as it gets larger? That's the way the regs work. They get more complex as the bug gets bigger. bigger. No. Well, one of the other differences, uh, of course, uh, between the markets, uh, we have the Monaco Yacht Show and we have the Fort Lauderdale uh, International Boat Show. Um, what we have seen uh, uh, in, in, the, in the last week is that uh, the major uh, yacht builders and the major, uh, well, for the large yacht brokers, have decided uh, together um, not to go to the Monaco Yacht Show. Um, we, we've discussed this, uh, the, the, the yacht shows a few weeks ago here in these webinars. And um, what we've also seen, and I got some emails from people uh, asking me, well, what will happen with the Fort Lauderdale boat show? Is that the same as Monaco? And um, th that's, of course, uh, a big question. First of all, of course, the, the, the Fort Lauderdale show is, is, is a month later. But besides that, it's the US, you know, and it's, it's not Monaco, and that makes also uh, a big difference. Um, what do you think, Chuck? How, how important are boat shows to start with? That is the, uh, well, in my world, that's about a $15 million question. So I think that boat shows are extremely important. Um, I'm an advocate for a far better boat show experience for our customers than what they get. When you think about somebody that's coming to look for a one to $10 million boat, the boat show experience isn't great. Um, the boats are great. The people are great. But uh, I think there needs to be this. This could be the catalyst for change that uh, I've always said in a crisis, there's always a catalyst for change. I, I think the boat show model has, has been lagging behind the experience and everything else. So I love boat shows. I go to a boat show every day of my life because we do a lot of business. We see our customers. We see our team. But I would tell you that uh, I'm also trying to figure out every day how to spend less going to boat shows because it's a huge investment. The return doesn't always, it's not always commensurate with the investment. We're already, we, we drag people that we already know that have already been on boats to the boat show. So, you know, I, I think, I think what, a, what a boat show is, that model needs to change a little bit. Getting, answering specifically, I, 100%, I think there's gonna be a Fort Lauderdale boat show. I don't know what it's going to be like, but if they if they host it, I'll be there on behalf of Marine Max and all the brands that we represent and Fraser. But it's also it's also an opportunity to do it better, and that may be part of the underlying message in Monaco is hey, this model may not be exactly what it should be, and let's take advantage of it. And let's try to fix it. Um, and again, I am a, I'm a huge boat show fan. It's a uh, we, we do some tracking, right? We'll meet about a third of our customers through the year. Um, we'll come to a boat show. So we like that, right? I mean, anytime you can be around that many clients and buyers, you, you have to take that opportunity. Yeah. But uh, the cost, the, the, the investment of uh, not only the money, but getting all the boats there, the logistics, it's just, it's a tough model. And I think there, I think there's another level that it can go to. And especially for the people on this call to give somebody that's interested in a, in a super yacht, a super yacht experience instead of a, you know, almost like a carnival, right? I mean, it, I think, I think there's a level that we need to get the, the boat shows to, and then we'll all go. <coughs> well, long-winded answer again, but that's uh 
that's our view on boat shows. Daryl, how important are boat shows uh, for Westport? Well, they're in, for us, they're enormously important. Of course, we have the brokerage side as well as the new construction side. And that's where, that's where we meet and greet. It's really important to us. Yeah. So you're going to, uh, to Fort Lauderdale, I guess. Well, we were concerned. There's no question about it. Concerned on behalf of the clients as well as, you know, the new, um, new people coming in. It, it's hopefully, you know, this thing is under control by then, maybe even a vaccine, hopefully. Um, that would be, I think, a big relief to people. Um, concerned about the clientele showing up uh, because it is a big expense. It's a, it, but they're enormously important to us. You know, Hein, I think uh, uh, for a shipyard owner, he may have a good future in politics or the law because he answers like a lawyer or a politician. <laughs> it, it's, it's the hardest question in our industry because it's one of the bigger, bigger expenses for both a manufacturer and a dealer. And at the same time, it's one of the most rewarding, but they just don't seem to be congruent. And uh, some of the comments that have come through, you know, do we think we need a better experience? 100% we need a better experience at these shows for the clients that will buy Daryl's boats. Or Tom's boats or our boats, right? It, it just it has to be a better experience for clients than what they're getting now. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's I safer. Think, and in yeah. today's world you gotta say safer, right? And you I think the roadshows are not, not not only there to, to show the product. But um, they're also very much uh, a networking uh, event for the whole industry. And which is also very important. But I think with, with modern technology, you know, with, with, with the, the experience that we're building up with virtual events, I think we can come up with new ideas and new solutions, how to create boat shows where the networking is, is not, I would say, frustrating uh, the showing of, 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 of the product to, to the, the, the real clients. So, you're, you're uh, with Hayes and you're with Ocean Independence. Uh, Hayse is part of the Superyard Builders Association, uh, Ocean Independence is part of the Large Yard Brokers Association, so Libra and Sibas. Can you talk for both or, or is that a little bit uh, too much uh, asked, uh, Tom? No, I think I, I can speak for both. I mean, obviously I'm hearing what Chuck said. If they host it, we're going to be there, for sure, uh, on the uh, Heeson side and, uh, and the Ocean side. It's, it's an absolute necessity um, for new construction because you know, you can't be, get too many people to Holland on a regular basis, just like you can't get them to Seattle or, you know, people don't tend to travel to the boatyards. And you can put more people on your product, more qualified people on your product in that four or five days than you can in the balance of the year. So 100% we're on board, optimistic, you know, that it's going to happen. And if, uh, if, the, if the boat shows on, we will be there. Okay. Great. I, I have another 563 questions, but we're starting to run out of time. Paul, are there any uh, questions that you have seen in, uh, in the chat that you want to uh, bring forward? You know, Hein, we've had such a lively panel, it's been difficult to address the, uh, the questions that have come in into the chat area. Uh, and I want to tell the audience that I'm really appreciative of their participation. One question that came in earlier that I thought was interesting 
was with regard to credit or financing. Uh, did does any of the panelists, uh, Chuck, you probably deal with more of that across the board than anybody. Do you see any differences in the ability to obtain financing or the desire to look for financing as we come out of this? Well, and I can't speak to that. Thank you, Paul. There, here, here's what I think the biggest difference between 2008 and today is. Financing is readily available. It's aggressive. The rates are phenomenal. And uh, the banks are, they're actually, there's discussion right now about raising rates a little bit because the volume is so brisk that, uh, that it could justify a little rate increase. Well, I think that so would, that would answer the question there. of solvency as well. If, if they feel like there's the ability to raise a rate, then solvency would not be an issue, theoretically. And, and I, I can tell you, I, I had that conversation as recently as last night at five o'clock. So uh, we, got, we got insight on a rate increase. So we've got a bunch of people that are in the queue that we're trying to push through financing. Uh, marine lending is very, very good right now. Okay, that, that's positive, Chuck. What, what do you see as, as the major threats for the, the coming uh, six months for our industry, Chuck? The ability to travel. You know, quite honestly, the uh, and I'll I'll do that into one A one B. Right, truly, just the ability to travel to get to a boat. I, I have deals that are log jam because people. I just can't get all the all the principles together to put a deal together, and then the customer's comfort with traveling, and that's where uh, that's where we'll have a little advantage with our footprint because we can help with that. But to some degree, as you, the bigger the boat, the more difficult it is to move on a whim you need a little bit more commitment to move the boats around. But, uh, you know, I, it's really gonna boil down to the customers. The, the passion for boating never goes away. I still believe it's gonna be the place that you're gonna feel the safest in, in, a, in a wonderful environment. Can you get there? Can you get there to do it? You know, will the Bahamas open up? It all centers around that. I don't really have the, uh, I, I believe the economy is gonna come through this just fine. I'm not an economist, but I, I believe there'll be enough for us to get through that. Um, what can the customers do with the boat and can they get there? Okay. Well, thank you very much. I think that's a very nice end of our, uh, our, our webinar. It's, it's uh, positive, but at the same time, it's the opportunity and the threats in, uh, mm -hmm. in, in, uh, in your remarks. Um, Paul, anything that you want to say as, as a final uh, amen? Well, I, you know, I just want to accentuate, Hein, uh, first of all, thank you again for, uh, for choosing to do this together. I think it's a wonderful cooperation between Super Yacht Times and uh, IYBA. I think that <clears throat> the big takeaway here is optimism. There are threats. I think the industry has been dealing with the threats as best they can. We're a very, very resourceful industry. You know, I, I've never met a scrappier group of people in my life than the people in the yachting industry from the builders to the salesmen, to the attorneys, to the finance insurance guys, to the co-hosts of webinars. You know, we're, we're, we roll up our sleeves, we get out there and we get it done. And I think optimism is the word of the day. Uh, I think it's what's gonna carry us forward. We're all gonna get out of this fine. We're gonna come out stronger than we were, Hein. Okay. Well, thank you everybody. Thank you, uh, uh, Tom, Michael, Daryl, Chuck, and of course, Paul. Um, we will be back here with our next webinar uh, next week on Thursday. We will talk with some uh, CEOs of the larger brokerage companies uh, to see uh, what they think about uh, the things. We talked with them earlier, but that's 
10 weeks ago, and I think a lot of things have changed in the meantime, so we'd like to hear an update. So everyone, I hope to uh, see and talk to you uh, next week on Thursday. For today, thank you very much, and uh, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much, everybody. Thank you. Great Thank job, you guys. Bye.